T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. College football Saturday. We'll have all the scores, game reports, and more coming up on College football final getting started a little bit later on in the hour. Gophers lose to Illinois 14-6 to today. Second loss at home to an underdog this year by Minnesota. The other one, Bowling Green, 30-point-plus underdogs. And, and now it looks like uh, a log jam atop the Big Ten West with Iowa and Wisconsin still to come uh, before the end of the month. Right now we're going to go outdoors. Steve Carney joins us, stevecarneyoutdoors.com. Steve, how you been? Fabulous, Steve-O. Good afternoon. I am in a boat with a couple of wonderful guests here. We just got boat in the water, popped a couple of walleyes at 65 degrees. It's wonderful out. It is unbelievable, isn't it? And the bite continues. It does. It's uh, just magnificent out here. There's nobody out here. I think everybody's deer hunting right now and nobody's fishing. So we've got the whole lake to ourselves, and it's just uh, it's just a gorgeous evening. And tomorrow looks even better. So I'm glad I've got my buck and my dough in the freezer and I'm fishing. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and Steve, it, it is amazing. We've talked about this fall bite for a while right now, and, and the weather looks pretty stable through at least the middle of next week, then the rain moves in, then it's going to get cold and it's going to get windy. But this is a great opportunity to get out there and catch fish. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, the flip side is the duck hunting has been so dismal. It's just, it's just, I don't understand what's going on. There's no coots in the area. There's no diver ducks showing up. It's, uh, you know, the mild weather is, you know, affecting that as well. That migration has not happened and, uh, it's been pretty sad. I haven't pulled my uh, gun out of the gun case the last three, four times I've been out, and I've been working hard at it, and they're just not here. And, you know, when the ducks aren't here, there's not much you can do about it. So hopefully there's going to be a good finish to the season with this weather changing this next week, heavy northwest winds, and if that doesn't bring them down, I don't know what will. Steve, uh, you brought up firearms deer season, a great annual tradition here in Minnesota. You were out in the woods, got a doe pretty early, and then got a very nice buck by bow and arrow. And uh, now you're out fishing right now. Um, what did you see? What What are the expectations for the firearm deer season today? What What did you see in the woods? What were hunters going to see today? Well, you know, you look at the conditions, it's very mild, there's no wind. You know, the good news is that the hunters can be in their stands all day long. It's so nice and so mild, and, you know, I'll be pushing deer around because of that. I mean, I almost hit a doe uh, just dropping in the lake here because they're being pushed around. And, um, you know, if it was really cold, you can't sit in a stand for more than two or three hours, and that limits, you know, limits the ability to hunt. But when it's mild like this, 
boy, you can sit there all day long. So that's going to improve, you know, the hunting for sure. So um, you got to make sure you get that deer processed here too with these 60-degree days. You can't, you know, leave it outside hanging. you got to get it taken care of right away. So that's important. Yeah, you got to have uh, someone lined up, and you certainly have to find someone who uh, knows what they're doing on that front. We talk about that every year. Um, with the weather changing, would you expect to, the fishing to slow way down, or if you're willing to gut it out, is is the fishing still going to be good through this uh, coming cold snap and weather change end of the week? Um, I don't think it's going to go very well because of that. You know, part of it is being able to tough it out when you're out there yep. when it's 30, 40 degrees. The fish are still there, but can you handle it? So depends how much torture you want to go through. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. But, you know, on a day like today, it's, you just got to take advantage of it. And all the docks are pulled in on all the public accesses, and that's, you know, limited a lot of people. And then with the low water, everybody pulled their dock in super early. So there's really no competition out here. So uh, you never want to put your boat away, you know, in, in middle October. There's still, you know, four or five weeks, sometimes six weeks after that. All right, Steve, one other item. Uh, do you expect the change in weather and maybe a more normal pattern to move more ducks in? Are you optimistic? I am hopeful for a good finish, Steve. I'm thinking, you know, there could be a gigantic push of these birds in the last week of the season where it's frantic and crazy and fabulous hunting. Or if it gets mild again, they may not come down until the season's over. It's really hard to say, but... Um, it certainly is the most dismal duck season I've had in my lifetime, and that's a that's a lot of years. And I, I just, it could be a series of things. It could be poor reproduction. The drought had an effect. Um, we really don't know for sure, but it's. Uh, I just hope we have a good finish. And all the duck hunters out there too are thinking we need a really good finish. So hope it'll happen. All right, Steve. Always good to visit with you. Thanks for the update. And what are your plans this week? Continue to fish uh during these warm days um i'm gonna keep chasing ducks steve and you know doing some more scouting and you know trying to make something happen and you know probably fish uh into the half part of the week until the weather changes so gotta think ice fishing here you know that's going to be coming pretty quick all right how about that That, that'll be uh, quite a segue from uh, mid 60s to uh breaking out the ice fishing gear but it does go quick in these parts. All right, Steve, always good to visit with you. Thanks. All right, Steve, take care. Steve Carney, stevecarneyoutdoors.com, joins us on Saturdays, has for years on the weekend, sports schedules permitting. And uh, as of late, it's been uh, Saturdays following the news. Uh, we're going to come back. We'll talk college football. We'll get our first look at the regional scoreboard. Uh, some big games in the NIC, NS uh, in the Northern Sun, in the NSIC. Um, and we're, we're getting uh, the pairing set for next week in the MIAC. We'll get into all of that. Check the Big Ten, Top 25. College football final gets started in a moment here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. College football final underway. Gophers. Get beat by Illinois, 14-6. to six. Minnesota favored by 14-and-a-half at home, and they didn't get a six-pointer until late in the game. Then missed the extra point. Illinois upsets number 20, Minnesota, 14-6. to six. Tough news there. Let's, let's get into the uh, local and regional school board. We'll start in the MIAC today. And it was Bethel 
in action today against Augsburg at home in Arden Hills. Tim Beasley joins us on the line, and a big win for the Royals, Tim. Uh, yes, it was, Steve. The Bethel Royals uh, sealed their spot in next week's MIAC championship game with a 45-14 to victory over Augsburg today. And the Royals took a 21-7 to lead in the halftime and then really turned it up in the second half, building a lead all the way up to 45-7 to early in the fourth quarter uh, before the Augies scored their second touchdown with 29 seconds remaining in the game for the 45-14 to final score. Uh, Bethel quarterback Jaron Rosti out of Alexandria, he ran for two scores and threw for three more, completing 12 of his t- 15 passes for 197 yards. And sophomore running back Bryce Kunkel from California gained 135 yards on the ground and 19 carries and scored one touchdown while wide receiver Joey Kidder, a freshman out of New Richmond, Wisconsin, had five catches for 107 yards and two touchdowns. The Augies were led by quarterback Cade Sheehan out of Rochester, Mayo, who completed 16 of 26 passes for 114 yards and a touchdown, while backup Caleb Casa out of Forest Lake also tossed a touchdown pass. Dominic Smith from White Bear Lake caught seven passes for 56 yards to lead the Augies through the air. Uh, neither team had a turnover in the game, and only one sack was recorded between the two teams. Pretty clean game. And Augsburg now sits at 4-5 and five overall in the season, 4-3 and three in the MIAC. The Augies finished third in the Skyline Division, which will take them. Will have them taking on St. Olaf next week in Minneapolis. While the 14-ranked Royals uh, improved to 8-1 overall, 6-1 in the MIAC, as they will look to avenge their lone loss of the season when St. John's comes to Arden Hills next week. And it'll be a rematch of the first game of the season, Mayak game, that is, of the season back in late September, which went to St. John's by a 31-25 score, kind of a back-and-forth shootout. And this winner will take the automatic bid into the NCAA playoffs, however. And while I don't think we can get another day quite like this, hopefully we can get a good one for mid-November standards and get a huge crowd out here at Royal Stadium for the Mayak championship game next Saturday. Yeah, we'll keep our fingers crossed, but a great day. And and really, Tim, great late-season weather uh, all across the MIC the last few weeks. It's just been tremendous. It, it has been. Um, I was I was listening to you earlier talking to your walleye fisherman. That, that made me jealous. But this is a great day for football, for fishing, for hunting, whatever you want. It was great. Yeah, Tim, uh, thanks for the game report. Once again, the Royals win. They get it done. They beat Augsburg 45-14, to and they get St. John's next week in that uh, first-ever MIAC championship game since they went to divisional play. Let's get you up to date on uh, some other scores around the area here on News Talk, A3O-WCCO. Gustavus beat St. Olaf 29-14. to It was Bethel beating Augsburg 45-14. to And St. John's wins at Carlton 38-10. to We hope to get game reports on that one. McAllister on the road at St. Scholastica. Uh, we, we don't see a final on the board. Uh, live stats haven't been working uh, that great. Uh, the last score we saw was McAllister leading St. Scholastica 28-7, to so the Scots were on their way. And then Concordia at Hamlin today, same deal, uh, kind of a slowdown on the live stat machine uh, from Hamlin today, and uh, Concordia had a lead in that one, but we haven't uh, been able to uh, confirm a final score there. So as soon as we do, we'll certainly pass that along to you. Let's jump over to... The uh, Northern Sun now, some huge games today 
Augustana on the road at UMD, and the Bulldogs thump the Vikings 41-15. to That really throws things into chaos when it comes to Northern Sun representation in the Division II playoffs because Augustana right now looked like they were going to be a number one seed, but they uh, stubbed their toe in Duluth, losing to the Bulldogs 41-15. to Minnesota State all over southwest Minnesota State today, 52-0 the final. Sioux Falls, a winner on the road at Wayne State, 38-17. Winona at home beat Upper Iowa, 40-12. MSU Moorhead wins at Concordia St. Paul, 24-3. In the fourth quarter, Mary leading visiting Minot State, the battle of the North Dakota teams in the Northern Sun, and Mary leads at 42-17. And... I can't get over this score. Bemidji State at Northern State in the fourth quarter are scoreless. And I've got to confirm that. That that stands out as uh, not being correct, but uh, we'll see about that. Number three, Whitewater beat lacrosse. Huge showdown in the WIAC today, and Whitewater prevails 13-7. to Lacrosse has had a good year. Whitewater remains unbeaten. Plantville was at Eau Claire today, and let's see if we can get an updated score there. And it was a wild one, and I still don't see a final score come in on that one. Uh, So Plantville at Eau Claire. Uh, Glitches with the live stats today uh, galore all around the area. It was Stevens Point at Oshkosh today. Let's see if the live stats are working there. Uh, could could be a problem. A lot of the schools use the same software system and uh, not working very well at all. River Falls at Stout today, pretty good rivalry over in Menominee today. And let's see if the live stats are working there. Yes, indeed, they are. River Falls uh, wins today at Stout, 57-35. to Great year for River Falls. So you're up to date on the... Uh, Regional scoreboard. Uh, while we have a moment, let's jump back over to the Big Ten and get you up to date on what's going on there. Uh, the Golden Gophers lose today, uh, the final 14 to six. The Gophers were 14 and a half point favorites. Uh, now in the third, number 21 Wisconsin leading at Rutgers 31 to three. At the half, Penn State up at Maryland seven to six. At the half, Michigan State starting to come back, but Purdue still leads at 21 to 14. Of course, Sparty, number three and unbeaten, coming off that huge win at home over rival Michigan. Number five, Ohio State wins at Nebraska, 26 to 17. Huskers hang in there, but uh, lose another heartbreaker. Uh, they fall to three and seven overall, one and six in the Big Ten. We already mentioned Illinois. Beating number 20, Minnesota. We'll talk more about that with Andy Gritter of the Pioneer Press following the weather at about 4.35 today. Coming up tonight in the Big Ten, Indiana at number 7, Michigan, and number 22, Iowa at Northwestern. Of course, uh, Iowa bidding for a share of the Big Ten West lead. They would be tied with Minnesota, hosting Minnesota next week at Kinnick Stadium. And Wisconsin, after their dreadful start, if they hang on and win at Rutgers, uh, you know, they'd obviously have a share of the Big Ten West lead, and they will come to Minnesota at the end 
of the regular season. So you're up to date on what's going on there. Uh, while we have a minute, let's check the top 25 here at News Talk, A3OWCCO. Uh, two minutes to go, quarter number two, number six, Cincinnati leading Tulsa, 14-9. to Number 10, Notre Dame's gone up on Navy, 10-3 to in uh, Indiana. That came late, second quarter. Uh, number 11, Oklahoma State leads at West Virginia, 10-3, to late second quarter. Midway through the second, and actually now this game has gone to halftime with TCU and Baylor. Jerry Kill, the interim head coach of the TCU Horn Frogs, and they had grabbed the lead in that football game. And as soon as we get a fresh scoreboard, we'll pass that along to you. But uh, Jerry Kill takes over for his good buddy Gary Patterson and has the Horn Frogs up 16-14 at the half. Now early in the third, Auburn and Texas A&M tied at three. Uh, Auburn number 13, A&M number 14. At the half, number 15, BYU all over Idaho State, 42-7. Early in the third now, uh, or excuse me, still late in the second quarter, Arkansas leading number 17, Mississippi State, 13-0. Number one, Georgia, they beat Missouri today in Athens, 43-6, no problem there. North Carolina upsets number nine, Wake Forest, 58-55 today. North Carolina outscores Wake Forest 24-7 in the fourth quarter to pull out the win. Number 16, Old Miz, Town Liberty, 27-14. It was number 25, Pitt, getting a wild win at Duke, 54-29. Under the lights tonight, number two, Alabama, hosting LSU. Uh, the Tigers limping to the end of the regular season. Number 18, Kentucky, hosting Tennessee. Boise State at number 23, Fresno State. Number four, Oregon. Uh, they are on the road uh, tonight, and they will be at Washington. Number seven, Michigan hosting Indiana, as we mentioned earlier, part of the Big Ten scoreboard. And number 24, San Diego State uh, travels to the uh, island to play Hawaii, and that'll be a 10 o'clock start our time. So you're up to date on the scoreboard around college football. Quick break. We'll do the weather, and then Andy Greeter will, in his words, do a, a post-mortem on the go for loss to Illinois here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. What a great day, 64 degrees, southwest winds at 9 miles an hour, and for tonight, clear, mild, a low of 45, and then on Sunday, sunny in 66, Monday, sunny 57, Tuesday, sunny 53, 53 again on Wednesday, and then there's a chance of rain by Wednesday night. Better chance of rain uh, continues on Veterans Day Thursday. So once again, chance of rain Wednesday, rain likely Wednesday night, and then a chance of rain again on Veterans Day and cooler. And a high of only 48. On Friday, a chance of rain or snow and 39. Next Saturday, partly sunny and a high of only 38 degrees. It'll feel like the middle of November. Here in the Twin Cities now, 67 degrees, updated temp, news talk, 830-WCCO. We did confirm a final out of the MIAC football today. Concordia wins at Hamlin, 41-7. McAllister had a 28-7 lead at St. Scholastica. Still waiting for a final score on that one. And once again, uh, some of the live stats around the area uh, really running slow today. So as soon as we're able to confirm some of these finals, for example, Bemidji State, Northern State, no score, but it's listed as a final. So 
something weird going on on these live stat systems, but uh, we'll, we'll sort all of that out as we move through the day and a lot more game reports coming up. We do know it'll be Bethel and St. John's next Saturday in the MIAC title game, the Royals and the Johnnies. Both win today. Let's jump over to the Big Ten. Minnesota favored by 14.5 today. Illinois trying to come to town, trying to uh, maintain sole possession of first in the Big Ten West, trying to extend that Big Ten winning streak. And Andy Greeter, it all fell flat today on a lovely day at Huntington Bank Stadium, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Gophers started uh, ridiculously slow. I mean, you know, Tanner Morgan threw an interception on his second pass of the day, and gave Illinois a short field and, and they scored, I think eight plays later. And, uh, it was an ominous beginning for them, uh, because then they, I think they, uh, you know, punted on their next drive and, and, uh, Illinois scored again. And that was enough because the Gophers offense, uh, couldn't do anything until they went into hurry up mode, uh, midway through the fourth quarter to get one touchdown. And then, uh, in the last two minutes of the game, they, uh, uh, through a Hail Mary type play and, and it was intercepted and that was it. So the Gophers a fourteen point favorite fall fourteen to six to Illinois. And Andy once again defensively uh pretty good mm-hmm. performance. They they gave up the touchdown on the short field as you alluded to, but yeah. defensively they didn't have too many problems today. I mean they they didn't lose yeah. the game. Yeah, not after the first quarter. You know the Gophers uh, defense have been given up ninety three yards uh in games uh, coming into this one, and they gave up 93 rushing yards in the uh, first quarter. Uh, but after that, they, you know, I think they had 100 yards on the ground over the last three, and they didn't score any points. So uh, the issues that the Gophers' defense had in the first quarter uh, got erased and, and buttoned up and tightened up, and, and they were fine the rest of the way. It was the Gophers' offense uh, that continued to struggle, and you know the offensive line I think was probably the biggest problem that I saw. You know they. You know, struggled with pressure. They struggled with blitzes, um, and they weren't able to to create holes for the running backs. I think they averaged two and a half yards a carry, and that's two yards less than their season average. They gave up six sacks. I think that was a season high. Uh, they had four penalties on the offensive line. So, you know, while they've been kind of the leading unit on the offensive side of the ball for them to you know come into this game twentieth in the college football ranking, uh, it was one of their biggest detriments today. Andy, I brought it up when, when I talked about the loss uh, following the news and weather at 3 o'clock, and I said that there is an excuse here for this Golden Goal for offense. They're way down the list on the running back depth chart. Now, I know that doesn't explain the play of the offensive line or some of Tanner Morgan's struggles at quarterback or the fact that they, they don't have great depth at the wideout position. But one excuse they do have is just an unbelievable amount of injuries of that running back core. Yeah, I mean, you know, they lost Bryce Williams, their third running back uh, to an injury during the season last week against Northwestern. And you know, they were still able to rush for over 300 yards with, with Bucky Irving and, and Kai Thomas, and, and they were able to get it done. So, you know, they had both of those running backs here today. Uh, Irving only had five carries. I thought that was kind of surprising. He didn't play a whole lot. I wonder if he was dealing with something on his own. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you could chalk that up for a reason why. You know, they weren't able to, to have success on the ground. But, again, I mean, this is an Illinois team that, that lost at home to Rutgers and, uh, you know, came into this game at 3-6. and six. Um, And P.J. wanted to, to point out the the uh, nine-overtime win at Penn State as kind of a, that wasn't a fluke type of comment. 
Uh, but I think over nine games, they've, you know, they only had three wins. So to, to come in here and, and not be able to do much of anything offensively for more than three quarters uh, is, is very disappointing for a team that, you know, was is going to Iowa next week and, and wanted to have momentum and a five-game winning streak and feel really good about themselves. And now they have to, to regroup and, and try to figure out what their issues are. Yeah, and the one thing they have been able to do is is regroup. After that devastating yeah. loss to Bowling Green, uh, they, yeah. they turned it around and, and found a way to get it done. And anywhere on the road in the Big Ten, uh, a win is a win is a win, and they were able to win at Purdue and set the stage for that four-game streak that got them to bowl eligibility and put them atop the Big Ten West standings. So they, they have been able to do it. But when, when you're, you know, the, the 30 plus point underdogs bowling green and you know 14 14 and a half to illinois that, that those leave a mark for sure you, you that that's tough yeah for sure absolutely i mean i think those those are two kind of record scratch type moments and you know kind of going into this game you could look at their season and say you know bowling green was the outlier and there was a trend line and and they were going in in a certain direction and and that was uh, the aberration. Uh, but now you have Illinois that it kind of can be lumped in together with Bowling Green, and, and it looks like uh, you know something that continually uh, troubles this team. So, yeah, I mean they have been able to bounce back. You, you talked about their four-game winning streak after losing to Bowling Green, and and uh, kind of putting the past behind them and focusing on the current. They're going to need to do that. But you know the similar thing to what happened after Bowling Green is. You know, they, they talked immediately post-game about having everything still in front of them. And that uh, alludes to contending and, and winning the Big Ten West. And, uh, you know, they had the, the number one spot to themselves uh, going into uh, today. And, and uh, they'll, they're tied right now, and, and they can still kind of, you know, have control their own destiny, if you will. I don't, I don't like that phrase. But, you know, they, they're, in a, they're in a good spot overall when it comes to that. Uh, they could have been in a great spot going to Iowa City next weekend. Andy Gritty joining us from the Pioneer Press online at TwinCities.com. Uh, did anybody bring up post game with P.J. Fleck, uh, quarterback? Because I was floating around on Twitter in the game that may, maybe it's time, yeah. you know, Tanner Morgan doesn't have it. Do, do you go to a backup? Did that yeah. come up post game? Yeah, it did. And, and P.J., you know, stood behind his quarterback like I think everyone Sure. expected him to do um you know after northwestern he said you know i don't blink when it comes to him uh we have a lot of faith in him and, and he's the, the leader of this team so I, i'd imagine that that's going to be the same kind of situation um yeah i mean it was it was brought up but uh pj wasn't willing to to waffle on it um you know after after bowling green you know he he you know stood by tanner as well um, but he also said hey if it continues then we have to make some other decisions. So I think that this is another data point that's out there. And, you know, if, if they go to Iowa City and, and he you know, plays poorly again, then, you know, maybe that is, is more of a call uh, for a change. But, you know, I think uh, Tanner has a, has a very impressive record here uh, with the Gophers. You know, he's, he's done a lot of good things. He was errant today on a few throws um, and, uh, kind of maybe held onto the ball a little bit too much. But I also think that, you know, pressure was coming at him and wide receivers weren't getting open. And I think, 
blame could be spread around quite a bit there. And, you know, as they were trying to make their comeback, Chris Bell wasn't on the field. He got dinged up uh, when he got hit pretty hard in the third quarter, and he didn't have his number one weapon down the stretch as well. So, you know, it's kind of a confluence of, of reasons, but I understand those concerns from, from Gopher fans that, you know, he hasn't shown the same things that he showed in 2019, uh, but he also doesn't have, you know, multiple, you know, NFL wide receivers like he did then. So, um, it'll be it'll be a talking point going forward for sure. Um, you know they've been able to to run the ball at will and haven't had to to ask Tanner Morgan to do a lot this season. Um, but obviously when you fall down 14 points, you got to throw the ball to try to get back in it. And uh, you know there wasn't enough there, even though there were some flashes. Andy Gritty joining us from the Pioneer Press. His game coverage at TwinCities.com. Andy, before we let you go real quick, huge one tomorrow, uh, Minnesota United FC uh, decision day. It'll be on FS1. Uh, win or draw in their end. Beyond that, if they lose, then, then they're going to need some help. So a, a big day for the Loons tomorrow. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. You know, they haven't had a lot of success on the road this season, but they've been able to – to get some results so to know that you know a draw can be enough i think is is a uh you know positive uh, for this team that is that has made it difficult on themselves all year long um, obviously if they if they lose they need their three different scenarios but each scenario has two teams that either have to lose or draw uh, for them to get in so it, it gets pretty hairy pretty quickly if they lose so you know, they need to continue to play well defensively. That's something that they've hung their hat on all year long. That's the reason that they're in this spot. Um, but they need to get some goals as well, and that's been their biggest bugaboo is, is finishing in front of net when they do get those chances. So uh, we'll see if it's a similar script to the way the season's gone or, or if they're able to, to maybe get a breakthrough with a couple of goals. Uh, we'll see. But, yeah, it's, it's a big one. It all comes down tomorrow for the Loons. 5 o'clock, LA Galaxy, Minnesota United FC, and you'll be able to see it on FS1. Well, Andy, thanks for the time. I know it's been a busy day uh, for you. Uh, Early called uh, Huntington Bank Stadium. Disappointing loss. Illinois beats number 20, Minnesota, 14-6. to Have a good evening. Thanks, Steve. Take care. All right, there he is, Andy Gritter of the Pioneer Press, online at TwinCities.com. Jerry Kill leading TCU. He's the interim head coach taking over for uh, Gary Patterson. He's got the Horned Frogs up over number 12, Baylor, 16-14 early in the third. I'm keeping an eye on that one this afternoon. Hard not to root for Jerry Kill and what he's been through. And uh, the interim head coach now down at TCU. We're going to come back much more college football final. We hope to get some game reports and uh, some more scores from around the area. Uh, and I have concluded there are problems with the live stat systems uh, all around the area. Uh, not much we can do about it, but we'll get you some more scores here in a moment. News Talk, E3OWCCO. College football final continues in the MIAC today. Uh, we have confirmed all the finals except McAllister at St. Scholastica. It was 28-7 Scots in the fourth quarter. And once again, uh, the dreaded glitch in the live stat system. So we're, we're hoping to con- confirm that one. Uh, we do have finals in, in all the other MIAC games because 
Davis beats St. Olaf 29-14. to uh, We'll dig into the box score in that one a little bit. Concordia wins at Hamlin 41-7. to Bethel beat Augsburg 45-14. to And St. John's wins on the road at Carlton 38-10. to And that'll mean St. John's and Bethel on a collision course in the MIEC title game next Saturday. And the winner gets the automatic bid. Here's the catch. If Bethel beats St. John's, that would open the door for not only Bethel and St. John's to get into the playoffs, but if St. John's wins, Bethel's probably out because they would have two defeats on the season, both to the Johnnies. We'll, we'll get more detail on that in about 30 minutes from Pat Coleman from D3Football.com, who's uh, watching a couple of uh, ranked teams down in Iowa today. And then uh, Matt Widwicky will join us to clear up the D2 playoff picture which is a little muddled today because Augustana went on the road and got beat by UMD 41-15. to We're hoping to get a game report on that one. But uh, Bob Nygaard, who did reports for years for Bulldog home, play, or home football games, uh, has retired. So we're trying to fill the gap. Our friend Jeff Filling was up there uh, covering uh, Augustana has for years. Uh, He's on the road making the long road trip from Duluth back to Sioux Falls. Uh, We're trying to track down Jeff Papas, uh, the the voice of the UMD Bulldogs. So we'll see what we get out of Duluth on that one. But uh, UMD beats Augustana 41-15. Huge game there. MSU Moore had a winner at Concordia St. Paul. Uh, We'll we'll have a quick... uh, or a couple of notes on that one momentarily. Minnesota State wins at Southwest Minnesota State, 52-0. Hoping to hear from Kelly Loft down in Marshall at some point before we say goodbye. Sioux Falls wins on the road at Wayne State, 38-17. to Winona State all over Upper Iowa today, 40-12. to And once again, proving my theory that there have been problems with the live stat systems today. Bemidji State, Northern State listed as a final, but there is no score listed. It doesn't show up on the NSIC site. Uh, You go to the main website, and you click on live stats, and you get nothing. So there's something going on with these live stat systems uh, around uh, the upper Midwest in college football today. Uh, Mary leading Minot State 49-31 late fourth quarter in Bismarck today. So you're up to date on that Northern Sun scoreboard. Uh, Here we go. Out of the WIAC, number three, Whitewater. They beat lacrosse. Tough game at Whitewater, Wisconsin today. They win it 13-7. And we'll get some thoughts from Pat Coleman and D3Football.com if that's it for lacrosse or if their postseason hopes are still alive because the WIAC is such a tough league. Uh, Platteville at Eau Claire, Stevens Point at Oshkosh, and River Falls wins at Stout. They make the uh, short trip over to Menominee and win 57-35. to uh, River Falls has had a terrific season this year in the WIAC, and uh, they win a game. They scored 20 in the second quarter, 21 in the fourth, and a pullout. Uh, a wild victory today. Uh, so once again, uh, River Falls uh, getting it done. Cole Heinrichson, 18-25, 175 yards and three touchdowns. Luke Fugate, 21 carries, 247 yards on the ground for River Falls in 
the victory today. All right, let's jump back to the Northern Sun real quickly. A note from my friend Josh Deere over there. Uh, he's got a head for volleyball, but he did say that MSU Moore had top Concordia St. Paul 24-3 to on senior day behind our freshman quarterback Tommy Falk. 33-41, of 41, 274 yards, two touchdowns, connecting with senior wide receiver Grady Bresnahan 12 times for 119 in both scores. For Concordia defensive lineman Keegan Larson and Mark O'Reilly each had a pair of sacks. While wide receiver Mason Van Zeeland had five catches for 81 yards. Up next, uh, Concordia St. Paul heads to Minot State. Long road trip next Saturday. That'll be an 11 a.m. kickoff in North Dakota. While MSU Moorhead ends the year at home against Wayne State at high noon. Once again, a big thanks to Josh Deer uh, for that game report. Right there. And back to the MIAC, C.J. Seward from Gustavus. Once again, super busy. Uh, these SIDs at all these schools uh, work multiple games, particularly on Saturdays. And when they have time to call in, I am grateful. And when they're busy, I certainly understand uh, what's going on there because it is super busy. But uh, Gustavus did win the football game. And uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that, get inside some of the numbers as uh, Gustavus takes care of business today at home at uh, Hollingsworth Field in uh, St. Peter today. Uh, once again, Gustavus led it 3-0 after the first. They led it 22-7 to at the half, go on to a 29-14 to victory today. Uh, Gustavus, first downs, 24-17. Over St. Olaf, some individual stats. Uh, Brent Hufferdink, uh, 30 of 41, 276 yards, a touchdown and an interception. And uh, the leading receiver uh, for the Golden Gusties today, Jake Breitbach, 10 catches, 131 yards in the game today. And once again, Gustavus beats St. Olaf. The final 29-14 to 14 down in St. Peter today. It is 4.55, five minutes in front of 5 o'clock. And, oh, by the way, uh, we'll have all the news and weather at 5. And then we'll have more game reports as we move through the afternoon here on News Talk 830-WCCO. And the good news is I heard from Jeff Papas, and uh, it sounds like he's going to be able to give us a report on that Augustana UMD game, one of the big showdowns in the Northern Sun uh, today, so hopefully we'll do that following the news and weather at five o'clock here at News Talk E three O W C C O. One other tidbit uh, from B J Picard of the MIAC. St. Catherine won the twenty twenty one MIAC Women's Soccer Playoff title. Uh, senior forward Lauren Whitty's goal with one minute to play in the first half uh, proved to be the game winner as St. Catherine's defeated number two St. Benedict. 1-0 on Saturday afternoon to win the 2021 MIAC Women's Soccer Playoff Championship. So uh, congrats to St. Catherine on that one. While we uh, have a moment, let's jump over to the Big Ten scoreboard, get you up to date on what's going on there. Wisconsin rolling at Rutgers. The number 21 Badgers lead Rutgers now 51-3 to late in the third quarter. Penn State starting to get it together. They lead at Maryland 14-6 to midway through the third. Uh, early in the third quarter, 
Michigan State trying to reel in Purdue, but the Boilermakers lead the Spartans 28-21. Michigan State unbeaten, ranked number three, coming out that win over Michigan, but they're struggling a bit at Purdue today, but still a long way to go. Number five, Ohio State wins at Nebraska 26-17. Scott Frost and the Huskers 1-6 in the Big Ten this year. Illinois beat number 20 Minnesota 14-6 at Huntington Bank Stadium. Ouch. Minnesota favored by 14.5 at kickoff. Tonight, number 22, Iowa at Northwestern. And Indiana at number 7, Michigan. So you're up to date on the Big Ten scores. A little bit later, we'll check the top 25 here at News Talk. E3OWCC on once again, hopefully squeeze in some game reports. And I do apologize. Once again, we cannot get a final out of that big Bemidji State. Now we do. It, it finally popped up just a moment ago. Bemidji State wins at Northern State 36-34. It is a final. Huge win for the Beavers at Northern State. And if we get lucky, Kevin Reed, the voice of Bemidji State, uh, we'll give us a call and a report on that one. We'll keep our fingers crossed for sure as he makes a trek from Aberdeen back to Bemidji. Kerry Clatt is our producer. My name is Steve Thompson. This is College Football Final here on News Talk. E3OWCCO. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.